Tips for Travellers provides inspiration, advice and tips about finding and having a luxurious travel experience. It covers destinations, transportation, accommodation, attractions and journeys. I'm Gary Bembridge and I launched the Tips for Travellers podcast in 2005 to share with travellers my learning on how to make the most of their time in every international destination I visit. For the last 20 years, I've been travelling almost every month of every year to exciting destinations all around the world. Thanks to my global marketing job, it takes me to destinations on every continent. The air miles I earn while doing that helps to take me to even more destinations for vacation. Tips for Travellers shares that learning. Visit www.tipsfortravellers.com for more information, remembering that Travellers is spelt with two L's the UK way. In this episode of Tips for Travellers, I'm going to continue what I did in the last episode and bring you interviews and information about some of the really, really interesting travel providers and travel products that I discovered during World Travel Market in London. The World Travel Market is held every year. It's a massive, massive exhibition of 5,000 or more travel providers from all around the world. So there's some really, really interesting people that you can meet and find out. It's a trade-related exhibition, so it's not open to the public. So what I thought I would do is try and talk to and meet people who really caught my eye and I thought would be particularly interesting for the podcast and for people who listen to the podcast. Today I'm going to play an interview that I had with a really interesting chap called Brett MacDonald. He runs a company called Flame of Africa, which runs really interesting travel excursions, uh, boats, uh, tours in Botswana and in uh, Zimbabwe. And Brett is from Zimbabwe. He's an ex-farmer uh, in Zimbabwe who now runs Flame of Africa. I obviously am very interested in the whole Southern Africa area. I was born and grew up in Zimbabwe. So I was particularly interested to meet Brett and find out what he's doing in this part of the world. And he has some really, really interesting and very luxurious uh, travel products. Uh, and he's going to talk for about 10 minutes about that. And then I'll give you some thoughts and ideas after that. So here's Brett talking about Flame of Africa and the amazing travel products and opportunities that they have. Flame of Africa really started off as being Flame Lily Holidays, established in 1958 as a package tour operator between Zimbabwe and the surrounding areas, or Rhodesia as it was known then. Uh, we bought their business out and then opened a, set, a sister company called Flame of Africa. The Flame of Africa side really concentrated on the more high-end market. Uh, we built and developed products around the perceived market. We built a, a boat on Lake Kariba called the Lady Jacqueline, which is a 65-foot monohull luxury cruiser. It's got all the toys on it as well, jacuzzi and fully air-conditioned, etc. That boat is designed for exclusive use, so uh, we use a lot of it for honeymoons, believe it or not. Even though it's licensed for 23 people, uh, we have a lot of just people booking out just for the two of them. And strangely, it's not expensive. It, it works out to be 600 euros for the entire boat. So whether you go on with 10 people or with two people, it's 600 bucks a night. So it, it can be as cheap or as expensive as you like it to be. Um, we provide uh, full catering uh, on, on request. We've got a chef, a deckhand, and, uh, and, a, and a captain that looks after you hand and foot. A couple of tender boats that go with it. And it's in one of the most wildest places, as, as you can imagine. 
the boat is able to to cruise the whole length of the lake. We're fully we've got all the navigational equipment to do the whole trip, the length of the lake, which is 240 odd kilometres. Um, we've also developed another product on the Chobe River called the Zambezi Queen. Uh, I was instrumental in bringing that back to life. That uh, is not exclusive charter though, but uh, is very luxurious. We've got 14 cabins on board that boat, uh, so 28 capacity. That operates on the Chobe River, which has got one of the highest densities of wildlife per kilometre of anywhere in the world, including the Amazon. I've been challenged on that a few times and won. Uh, there is more diversity on the Amazon, but not density. So, I mean, you can be going along and you'll see literally herds of hundreds of buffalo, hundreds of elephants, hundreds of, of lechwe and puku and impala, and it's just, it really is like being in a zoo. So even though that boat doesn't do a long trip because it's not able to from a, from a navigational point of view, the river's too shallow, uh, we only do a 23-kilometer run. But in that 23 kilometers, you will not believe what you're going to see. So uh, that, that works out at about around about 300 uh, euros per person per night on average. We've got different packages. The boat leaves every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from Kasani. Talking about Kasani, um, Kasani is only 90 kilometers from Victoria Falls in Botswana. We have our, uh, our own vehicles there, buses, 4x4s, game viewing vehicles, fishing boats, game viewing boats. We've even got a restaurant boat. Um, on the Kasani side, Victoria Falls, we also run a fleet of buses there, right from little mini buses right through to 28-seater coasters. So we're, we're nicely um, organized to carry and look after clients on what I call my little golden triangle, which really I see Kariba, Vic Falls, and, Kusan, and the Chobe as, as, as a critical mass area. So within 300 kilometers, you're seeing one of the seven wonders of the world and two of the best game viewing spots, I think, in Africa. Uh, the only place that can compete really in my mind is, is in Gorogoro Crater and or the migration at Masa Amara. Now, I think that we can beat both of those because uh, we don't have the 10,000 minibuses chasing uh, the single line. It's truly a wildlife experience. And uh, the prices that, that are on offer there, it, it makes sense. Um, they're not cheap, but it's not expensive. I mean, I think to myself, I'm staying here at the World Travel Market at a, at a place around the corner, and uh, they're charging double what I charge. I mean, it's ridiculous. So, yeah, in my mind, come out and have a look what it's like. And can people do all do that all three through you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That is that's one of the best packages I sell, Gary. Is this is is this golden triangle? Mm-hmm. We also, if people have got more time, we put them into a place called Wangi, which I know that right. you know from yes, your yeah. from your yeah. childhood days. Um, and uh, but really, if people look at at a budget of two hundred odd euros a night, believe it or not, if you see uh, what I'm. What we're good at doing is mixing and matching very good, inexpensive product with very good, expensive product, which right. makes your per DM rate drop dramatically. Right. Like, I can put you into an amazing place in Wangi, which only costs 100 bucks a night. Now, if you put somebody in there for two nights, and then you put them in another place that costs 350 euro a night, the average spend per night drops dramatically, and, but the experience hasn't been altered in the slightest. Right. So that's what I try and capitalize on doing, is I find interesting little places that are not expensive. Like when we go down to uh, my boat on, at Bingo, I'll always put people the first night and the last night 
at Nasumu Lodge, which is right where my boat is, because by the time you fly into Vic Falls, you arrive at lunchtime. And it's a four to five hour transfer down to Benga. So you're getting there in the late afternoon. You can't really take the boat out that far that night. So what I do, I suggest people spend the night at the lodge. It's beautiful overlooking the lake. It's up high on the side of a mountain. But that place is not expensive. It's not like running a boat. So I always put the first night and the last night there. So let's say they go three nights on the boat. And then you've got first and last at, at the lodge. You've got five nights, but it drops your average spend down right. dramatically. So... We do things like that, and by running our own vehicles, it makes a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if we had to charter out getting transfers done, it, it costs an arm and a leg. Where if we're doing it ourselves, it saves money, gives the people the right experience. Right. And if people are flying in from Europe, where would they? Where's the best place to fly in? Johannesburg or? Sadly, or? sadly, at the moment it's Joburg. Okay. Um, and I say sadly because there's, there's not a huge amount to do in Joburg, but we found a lovely little spot. Uh, it's called a safari lodge, and it's only, it's only 15 minutes from the airport. Um, and uh, so we put people in, well, it's, it's called safari club. So we put people into safari club on their, on their first night, and it's beautiful gardens, etc. And then we get them out of Joburg and up into the bush quickly. Right. So they're trying to extend the runway in Victoria Falls, but until that gets done, there's not much we can do about it. Either that or they can fly into Harare. Emirates is flying into Harare at the moment, really cheap. We own our own lodge there as well, Harari Safari Lodge, right on the banks of uh, it used to be Lake Makawan, it's now Lake Chivera. So if they come through that section, then it's then it's easy as well. So you can either access Harari or Jovig, but the most frequencies of flights into the falls, etc., or Kasani is out of Jovig. So just in terms of you mentioned, obviously honeymooners do the one travel. What's the average kind of profile of the travellers who come on that sort of golden triangle? I'd say 55, 55 plus age group. Um, we've done extremely well out of the Scandinavian countries. Uh, when I launched the Zambezi Queen, I, I knew I'd be launching in November. And I looked at who travels November to March. And Scandinavians were the people who had the, who had the money, the time, and the desire. And uh, we, we patched into that market, and it really worked very well for us. But we've actually done very well also out of the UK and, and out of America. Those are our, our traditional markets. I went to Spain to the Futur Travel Show and to ITB in Germany. We're looking at those other two markets. But at the moment, really, the British support us wonderfully. It's, you know, that whole area was ex-colony, so I think that everybody sort of knows it, loves it, and likes it. I think that the whole stigma of Zimbabwe and, and its political problems are starting to wear thin with people. Now they're realizing the fact is it's probably one of the safest countries in Africa that you can travel in. I'm a previous farmer that got evicted, so if anybody should be negative about Zimbabwe, it should be me. Um, I had my farm confiscated and uh, all my stuff looted, and you'd think to yourself, right, that's me. But you know, the truth is, I look at Zimbabwe and I think to myself, it's got 14 million wonderful people. Mm-hmm. It's got a, 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 a troublesome uh, a political situation, but that doesn't affect, uh, it doesn't make the people change. I mean, the people are still the nicest, friendliest, happiest people. I still let my wife take our staff from Harari Safari Lodge home at night into the townships and drop them off, and I'm not worried about her being on her own. Now, you'd think, I would never do that in South Africa, uh, even though I have a home in Cape Town. I would never do that. But in, in Zim, it's safe. It really is safe. Mm-hmm. But is there any last thought you would have for anyone who's thinking of coming to Africa um, that they should think about? Any kind of last tips? Other than visiting you. No, well, listen, of course, that would always be the first on my list. Eh? But, you know, I just think to myself, 
there's so many places in the world to go. Okay, and what you've got to look at now, what's becoming more valuable to people than money is time. And if you're going to dedicate your, your annual leave to something, you need to make sure that that time is spent wisely. Now, you can either spend it rushing around from one place to the next and then ending up having to go home to relax. Mm-hmm. Or you can then say, put it into the hands of somebody who knows. And I think our biggest selling point, I've got, I'll show you after this interview, I've got over 3,600 contacts, cell phone contacts in my cell phone. I have all the right numbers of the right people to make everything work properly. And uh, you want to make sure that people's holiday is seamless. They, they, they mustn't get hassled by silly things. It needs to go smoothly. We know how to make it smooth. And we also know how to end it off properly. Mm-hmm. We will, for instance, put the, like the Zambezi Queen at the end of your trip, never at the beginning. Because, you know, it's, you're spending time doing early morning game drives with a lot of places and you're up early and you're not used to being up at half past five to go on a six o'clock game drive and it, it, it is tiring mm-hmm. whereas like when you end off on the Zambezi Queen we don't do early morning game drives okay we want you to have a leisurely breakfast and then go out onto the water and look at the game so we know how to it's like having a proper massage you need to warm up gently and then should we say warm down gently and I think that a holiday needs to be done like that it needs to be properly choreographed and that's what we try and do we make sure that the experience is right we'll give you the excitement when you need it we'll give you the relaxation when you need it and we'll make sure because as I said we own the transport the boats the whole shooting match from A to Z you're in our hands from the minute you land to the minute you take off again and we've all got radio communications between our offices our vehicles our boats so we just make sure it works then one last question. What's the best way to book? Is it to go by a travel agent or do you direct by your, your site? Well, what is your site? Listen, I, I never want to cut travel agents out because they're our bread and butter. But you're always welcome to contact us directly, just straight, straight through our website. See, sadly, a lot of these high street agents don't know us. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, how does everybody in England know about a tiny little operation in deepest, darkest Africa? Um, they don't. So in my mind, if, if we can go through Flame of Africa... It, it just means that there's nothing lost in translation. I know that I was told a lovely story by my grandpa about uh, the Second World War where apparently uh, the trench telephone, they used to call it, where they'd tell everybody what's going on. The message was the Germans are advancing on the west flank, send reinforcements. By the time we got to the other side, it was the Germans are dancing on a wet plank, send three and fourpence. Now, that shows if you start dealing through too many people in the middle, by the time I get the message it might be convoluted. I'd rather say, let me, as I use that word choreograph, let me choreograph your holiday. Right. Uh, let me suggest where you should go, when you should go. You might look at a map, or somebody in, in London might look at a map and say, oh, that's only 30 kilometers. That'll take 15 minutes. They don't know what the road is like. 30 kilometers in Africa can take you three hours. Yeah. And you might not be able to do it in your little Avis rental car. Mm-hmm. You know, so talk to us. We know what we're yeah. doing on the ground. Simply and so does Flame of Africa dot com. Dot com. It's flameofafrica.com. Great. Great. Thank you. So as Brett mentioned, you know, traveling to that part of the world, the Golden Triangle, which includes the Victoria Falls, Kariba and uh, Chobe, is now much safer and much less busy than other options. So a lot of people will think of Kenya or they'll think of going to South Africa. The advantage of that part of the world, it is much wilder literally much wilder and much less uh, cluttered, much less spoiled. 
If you want to find out more about the Vic Falls, uh, you can listen to my podcast number 40 or go to my site tipswithtravis.com. Victoria Falls for me is still the most amazing place I have ever been in the world. Victoria Falls is just incredible. Kariba Dam is an amazing place as well. As you said, it's you know over 200 kilometers long. It's a man-made lake. Uh, and it is just an incredible, quiet and very beautiful lake. And Chobi, I do not know, but I know people who've been to that part of the world in Botswana and absolutely love it. So that Golden Triangle area is well worth considering. It does take a while to get there, as he mentioned. If you're flying from Europe, you kind of have to fly into Johannesburg and then fly up to the Victoria Falls from there. You can fly into Harare, but if you're going on Emirates, even with connections, it's, it's still quite a, a long trip. But it really is, if you're thinking of going on a safari, it's a much wilder, more authentic, if you like, place to go. And also, as he mentioned, because the intensity and density of wildlife is so huge, you're also going to see so much more game and in a, in a much less cluttered way. So that's Brett MacDonald. Uh, flameofafrica.com was a site. Do also check out this, the uh, Zambezi Queen, which is that very luxurious boat. And as he mentioned, because he kind of bundles together in expensive places and expensive places, you can end up with a relatively affordable holiday but from a very luxurious point of view. In fact, if anything, it's the flights that are going to be the, the, the costly part of getting there. But with a bit of planning, you can find your way around that. So thanks for Brett for that interview. It's uh, an amazing trip, an amazing part of the world. I know I'm a little bit biased, but I would really strongly recommend you think about that area of the world, the Vic Falls, Kariba, Chobe, Botswana, Zambia, Zimbabwe, part of the world to visit. So that's all on this episode of Tips for Travelers. Remember, you can subscribe to the podcast via iTunes, and I'd really appreciate it next time you're there if you also left a rating and a comment. So until next time, here's to great and safe travels. You've been listening to Tips for Travelers, the global travel destination podcast. A new destination with first-hand based advice, recommendations, and tips is added each month. If you subscribe to the podcast, thanks for your support. If you don't, you may want to consider subscribing by searching Tips for Travellers or Gary Beveridge on iTunes or your favourite podcast directory. You can then subscribe to the Tips for Travellers Global Travel Destination audio podcast or the video podcast with hotel rooms and attractions. To find out more, visit tipsfortravellers.com where travellers is spelled the UK way with two L's or email me at gary at mytravelreviews.com. Co.uk.